we should each as Christians find a place of meeting with the Lord. We should set appointments with God. You don't want to just be slack, especially not in today, the, the day-to-day. You need, in the day in which we live, you need to set aside time where you could hear from God away from distractions. So, I mean, do what you got to do. I mean, the, I find that when the house is full of people you, or, or with certain distractions, you have to do what you got to do. You might have to go into your car and shut the door. A great isolation booth. I mean, hey, what are you doing? What are you? What are you doing outside in the driveway in the car? I'm praying. Thank you very much for getting away from distractions. I mean, I've been caught in certain places. I've been caught in the rumpus room like, whoa, I almost tripped on you. Oh, sorry. I didn't know you were coming in here. I've been in the closet, literally shut the door. Open the closet. Oh, what are you doing here? I'm praying. I'm sorry. Oh, man, I'm just trying to find that place. Find that place of fellowship with God. Make an appointment with the Lord. Amen. Don't let it be haphazard. Don't let it be while you're doing something else. I'm not saying you can't pray, but there is something to be said when we desperately need, let me get closer, direction from the Lord. Where you desperately need anointing from the Lord. You cannot afford to let a beeper, a pay, oh, beepers are old. (laughs) You cannot... I'm showing my age back in the 80s. Okay, you can't allow a text, okay? You can't let beeping, texts, dings, whatever, you cannot allow that to ruin. You're in the zone. Like the, like I believe it, it said in Revelation, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. Well, really, what, what he's trying to say is I'm in the zone, man. I'm hearing from heaven. You need to hear from heaven. So hallelujah, I was in the zone uh, uh, about, um, I, I don't know if it was this last Monday or the Monday before. And, and as I was praying in the Holy Ghost, I, I like to wake up in the morning and just pray in the Holy Ghost because the scripture clearly says in Romans 8, you don't know how to pray as you ought. You really don't. And so, well, what's, I'll re- read my Bible. You don't even know what scripture you should be reading. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna plan the day out. You don't know what plans you should make. You should pray in the Holy Ghost. See, but the Spirit helpeth us, you know, in our infirmities, because we don't know how to pray. We don't know how to plan. You don't know. We don't know nothing. Without Him, we could do how much? Nothing. So, I pray in the Holy Ghost, and I listen to see what's going to come out of my mouth. (laughs) And you know, that works for me, because He'll give me direction that way. And one day, I was praying in the Holy Ghost, and this phrase came out of my heart. Water your seed. Water your seed. That's what we're going to talk about tonight. I'm going to follow that line of watering your seed. Hallelujah. So did we pray already? I can't even remember. We came on like a ball of fire. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for giving us utterance tonight. So, uh, yeah, he gave me this phrase in my spirit. Water your seed. So, see, we have sown, you and I, in numerous fields that we've sown, right? We've, we've sown into relationships, marriages, children, those of us that have children, grandchildren. Spiritually, we've, we've, uh, we've sown seed. Uh, physically, we've sown seed. Those of you that are working on health as unto the Lord to keep this body temple whole in the, in, 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 uh, as unto the Lord because our bodies are the what? They're, Exactly. So why do we want to have them fit? Because we want to be pleasing unto the Lord. I mean, I would love to tell you that I'm so pure and holy that I would just like to have a 40-inch chest just for Jesus. But the fact is that when I was in junior high, I couldn't get past 110 pounds. Man, I'd just hold my breath, eat as much as possible, put the heaviest clothes, go on the weight. Still 110, bro. I just was the skinniest kid through junior high and high school. I was not that guy, but it worked out okay today when I turned to be a little older because then... 
As you can see, things aren't too bad. Hallelujah. Were all those guys that were 100, I, my goal was to be 160 pounds or something, or 200, it never happened. But on the other hand, those guys that were in gym, you know, I hate gym class, man. Gym class, all these buff guys were all like this. Well, now they're all like 300 pounds. Yeah. Brother Steve, you put it just right. He, he gave me that, that beer belly thing. Like, ooh, that's exactly what some of them look like today. But God had mercy on me. Hallelujah. Let's get back in the spirit. Why'd you get me that way, Brother Steve? Anyway, I want to tell you a little story because I think that this little story, and this actually happened in, in me, and the Lord, the Lord works through me through little stories and through little events in my life. Um, I think it'll help remind you whenever you think about this, about watering the seeds in the fields of your life. Um, so you, most of you that know that we have a home in, in, in the San Leandro area, and, and they're very large lots. They're, they're the Mulford Gardens area, so they're, they're, they're really intended for ranch or something like that. So you could have, I could have horses, I could this and that. But anyway, uh, my wife wanted, I want land, I want land. So, so we, we, we picked up, God blessed us years ago, we picked up a little place over there, actually a big place <laughs> over there, and a lot of land, and what, what we thought was really so great for the kids to play in, you know, I want my kids to be able to run in, what we really were doing was signing up for a yard full of weeds, <laughs> to Pastor Tom to be a slave out there to all the weeds that would be growing, oh Lord have mercy, and you know what I'm talking about, you have like, what, a half an acre, a third an acre, or something like this, and that, and, and, and then it rains real good, you know what happened, and there, the, Wow, just to keep up with those things, it could no, wear you out. Where's, where's PT? He's in the back chopping weeds, man. What do you think? <laughs> so that didn't, work out, that didn't work out too well for me. But we got smart finally after almost 19 years here. Uh, we finally said, you know what? If we plant something there, <laughs> if we plant something there, then it'll control the weeds. Like, okay, great. So we finally, after all these years, we, we, we sowed some seed. We prepared the, the soil. And, and uh, those of you, how many farmers do we have? Or you do gardening or something like this? No, no gardeners in the house. Good. I won't get in trouble. I have one gardener. Okay. If I get in trouble, just, you know, be gentle on me. Okay. <clears throat> but anyway. So, you know, a lot of, lot of, first of all, you, you take out all the, all the weeds and then you bring in all the fresh soil, topsoil, I don't know, a lot of soil, like t- 12 yards of soil, that's a lot of soil, right? Organic soil, so we're all real happy about this. And then I sought the seed, it's called Pearl's Premium Seed. I don't want to get too far in the story because that's not what it's about. But we, what, 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 what it was finally, it was time to sow the seed. Yes! I love sowing seed. We're going to have, I saw all the pictures in the brochure, like after seven days, like, wow, look at that. After 12 days, wow, instantly. So I'm going around telling my whole family, we're going to have weeds in 12 days. I mean, weeds. We're going to have long. <laughs> you see how I was conditioned? That was an accident. We're going to have a lawn in 12 days. We're going to have a lawn. Oh, I'm so excited about this. So we sowed it. And every day I'm going out there and we're looking at it, you know. And it's, it's just dirt. I'm like, well, nothing so far. Nothing so far. And you go out there and you're looking at the dirt. Nothing so far. But finally I started to see something to come up. And I really have to move along in this story because i got to redeem our time here. I started seeing something like, wow, this is amazing. Then I said, that doesn't look like a blade. It kind of looks like something else. And it was coming up everywhere. Little, little uh, grass fuzz everywhere. Only thing I, I, I examined, I says, that doesn't look like grass. Is that the grass? That, is that? And I'm inexperienced at this. <laughs> so uh, finally, I, I wrote the, the manufacturer and says, that's not grass. And I got the gardener coming and goes, that is not grass. That's weeds. I'm like, what? That's weeds? So I, I spent, I don't know, $400 on real premium seed and it 
and it didn't work well, right? So we had to rip, let it. It grew up to be this tall, man. The wrong stuff. I said, "That's the wrong stuff." So you had to rip it all back away. And then we, I talked to the manufacturer, send me some other seed, a different lot. Maybe it was the wrong kind of seed. So here's the thing: we finally replanted. Thank God. Remember the hot spell that we had? We replanted right there, right in the spot. So there's a time to sow, right? So we sowed afresh, and then we, we uh, watered it and so forth. And the sun was real hot. How many of you remember those 90-degree days? Like, ooh, ooh, I wish I had air conditioning. Ooh, mama, it's hot. Ooh, ooh. Give me, give me a fan. We don't have air. How many of you have air conditioning? Yeah, well, I, I don't. So I felt like, let's have a church service so I could get cooled down at church. <laughs> but then Pastor Brenner will preach one of them real hot sermons. We've got to run around the room and get happy and all sweaty. So, oh, I don't know which is worse, stay at home and get sweaty or run to get to church and run around the room and get sweaty. But either way, you slice it. We finally, I started realizing there's certain little spots in that lawn that, that we started getting little blades coming up. And a week later, seven days later, like, wow, something's going on. Ten days later, we got a lawn going on. But there's little sections that didn't really come out and the sun's still bearing down. It looked a little kind of dry. So I put the sprinkler to hit a little bit more there to water a little more through the heat wave. And then finally, I started getting little blades coming like, thank you, Jesus. We got a little bit of, a, of the blades. So I want to start by by telling you about a little postcard that says it, it was is this little this little kid holding a little bowl in his hand that says the grass is always greener when you water it. <laughs> All right, you know there's a there's a little misconception that people are always trying to escape their life circumstances. So what they do is they're going to ah, that's it I quit this job I quit I'm moving to the other side of town I quit and they move to the other side. But the problem is wherever you go there you are. <laughs> Same attitudes. The same lackadaisical attitude, the same, you know, the same fear or faith or whatever. Usually it's fear when you're running away from something. Wherever you go, there you are. The same problems. That's you, right? <laughs> Sorry. It's just the truth, right? So anyway, um, in actuality, I began to learn very specifically, if something is not coming up in my life or in, in the yard of my life, it needs to be watered. It's, it's not just, you know, we, we know about the law of seed time and harvest, right? Yeah. As long as the earth remains, says Galatians, it says there, excuse me, this is Genesis like uh, 3.26 or something. It says, as long as the earth remains, there remains seed time and harvest. And it's not going to cease until, until the Lord wraps up the earth. But until the earth remains, it's going to be seed time and harvest. There are seasons, right? And that's, that, that, that is supposed to be in operation. But I found out that we, we're well-trained. Pastors do such a phenomenal job at, at training us and preaching the Word of God. So you know the parable of the sower, that the sower went out to sow, right? The seed, and there's various grounds. And I, that's not what we're here to talk about tonight. There's good ground, which was the good and honest heart. Let's just stick with that and say, that's you, that's me, hallelujah. We got a good and honest heart. When we, and then the sower sows what? Sows the Word. Amen. But the thought here was, did you know that um, when you have really gone out of your way to pick just the right seed, you got the word from God and you plant it into the garden of your life and into the garden of your family, into the garden of your kids, your grandkids, your job, your career, your schooling, your finances, your health, fill in the blank, your church. Your, your nation, we are, we, we've sown seeds of prayer and the word of God. Is that right? Amen. And then, uh, what, what happens when we feel like if there's a dry spot right there? 
So this isn't going to, like, let's face it, things are plainly seen. There's grass coming up everywhere, but that one spot, what's going on? What's up with that? So, so it's vital for us to realize the component of watering the seed or watering the ground. If, if, if I can make any impression on us tonight, if the Lord wants to speak to us, is that we need to learn how to stay with it to water the seed. What does Galatians say? It says, God is not mocked. Let's look at that right quick. I haven't done one scripture yet today. Ha ha. Let's see. Let's, let's see. Uh, we, I, I quoted. Let's go to Galatians 6, 7 through 10. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever man sows, that he will also reap. So the first component of this, that has a promise attached to it. If you are, have sown pure seed into soil, the soil of your family, and you've prayed and you've spoken and declared, that says that there is a spiritual law in motion at that point. And it says that God is not mocked. Whatsoever you've sown, what? That you are also going to reap. That means, I know I, I said, how many people in here are farmers? The fact is we're all farmers in the spirit. And everybody in this room should be working on something. We should be working on something, be it getting our neighborhood saved, helping to pay the church off, having to pay your debts off, helping to get people healed. Something you are working on. And you know what? If we're honest about it, sometimes we're sowing seed and then what happens? We don't always see the grass coming up, do we? I said, do we? So, so what, what I've been impressed with is we, we uh, can cultivate... The whole concept of watering the seed. That's what he was trying to tell me. I mean, I believe in, in prayers that you pray one time. I believe I receive. But then there's ways of watering that. There are some prayers that you'll pray again and again. There's some prayers that you'll pray one time and then thank the Lord. Well, did you know that thanking the Lord is watering the seed? How did Abraham water the seed? It says that, that he... He was strong in faith, giving glory to God. So is it fair to say that one way that you can water the seed right in the face of where it looks like a spot that the grass is not growing? My kids have not turned. This person is not speaking to me yet. One way, the pain is still in my body. I mean, let's be honest, right? One way that you can face up with one of those is thank God for the law of sowing and reaping. And you could give glory to God right in the midst. That's why I like singing that song. I'm going to raise a hallelujah right in the middle of it. Right when it looks like it's drought. Hallelujah. See, uh, what does the Apostle Paul say? He says, I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. See, increase is part of the kingdom of God. It's part of your heritage. It's part of, as, it's part of the kingdom of God. It's the way God works. So, you know, Galatians says, let's not be weary in well-doing. For that after you have, you know, been, when you're patient in it, you're going to reap a harvest. Well, you know what that speaks to me? To be patient and well doing that. I mean, be patient in watering your seed. Watering your seed. Like you get up and you, and, and, and you, well, we're going to get, we're getting a little ahead. But the, the idea is there are things that, that we do to tend to create, to bring rain down on the situation. To bring, now heaven 
has its own sprinkler system. Today, it's natural. We, in our backyard, we have a well and we have a sprinkler system. But back in those days, they didn't have sprinkler systems. They didn't have, you know, whatever supply house that they put little plastic to. They didn't even have plastic back then. Maybe that's pretty good. Hallelujah. But, but see, they depended on rain. So the primary way for them to be able to make sure that the harvest of their life was going to come to pass and have a good year is that they had to count on the rain. And guess what? You have to ask for the rain. You have to ask for the rain. See, I c- can you control the weather? No. I can't. Con- but who does control the weather? God can control the weather. And what does he say to us? Boy, I'm way, I'm way off the notes. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Let's go to James 5.7 in the Amplified Bible. James 5.7. Well, we're talking about this. Talking about watering. Be patient, brethren, in the Amplified Bible. It says, as you wait till the coming of the Lord. See how the farmer waits. So a lot of time that we're going to spend in life, it's going to be wait. But I'm going to suggest to you waiting on God and waiting in prayer and in watering your seed. And it says, for the present, uh, wait expectantly for the precious harvest, harvest uh, from the land. See how he keeps up his patient vigil over it until it receives the early and the latter rain. Can we talk about early and latter rain for just a little bit? These are heaven sprinkler systems. Hallelujah. And by the way, I did turn on the sprinklers real heavily when it was really, really hot and all the grass was going, I'm dying. I didn't take rocket science. I'm not a farmer in the natural. I'm horrible. I can't say I have a green thumb, but I think I see grass when it's dying. So I put lots of water. I put the sprinkler an hour at a time. Okay, another hour. And I just soaked it real good when that sun was, is beating down. So several times a day, I'm, I'm keeping it, keeping the seed moist. Guess what? All those areas came in. Because the grass will always grow where you water it. Hallelujah. So we're going to talk about the former and the latter rain. Just some interesting thoughts about about the former and latter rain. What is, I mean, we don't, since, since we're not farmers in here, we live in the city, it would be, it would help, be helpful to cover a couple of little details. Can we go on, in, on the farm just a little bit here? Give me a minute here, somebody. I said, give me a minute, somebody. What in the world is the early and the latter rain? So I'm going to read, I'm going to quote something. It says, there, are, there is a rainy season in Israel. The rains begin in October and gradually become heavier throughout the winter until they diminish around March or April. The first rain of the season is called yore or the early rain. Now listen what the first what look what the first rain does. This rain softens the soil and signal uh, and signals uh, that the time for uh, for uh, the farmers to plow their land. So so check this out. When you're praying over relationships you could be binding the devil and this and that, but how about let's pray for rain? You know, they, when people have hard hearts, how about praying for the, and we're all talking about, oh, the latter rain, the latter, well, how about some former rain up in here? Let's soften up some of those hearts that are so hard. They're so offended. They just don't want to hear anything about God. They're so stubborn. But see, when you pray for the rain, that former rain to come down, only God can do that. 
All the phone calls, all the letters will not do the trick. I'm telling you right now. It's going to take a move of God. And I'm telling you, you hear, you hear, see scriptures in the Bible about tear up the fallow ground. Well, you still don't go out and plow when the, when the, you've seen the soil that it's rock hard. It even splits when there's cracks. It has to be softened. I'm suggesting to you that there's a lot of people's lives, and many of us may have family members, that their lives are hard. They're brutally hard. And they need that former rain to come in here to just soften it up. Just soften that up a little bit so that it won't be so rock hard. And then what happens is once it's somewhat moistened, then it's able to be more pliable and there's an entrance. And I don't know about you, but I'm always praying for God to send laborers across their path. Send laborers across their path. There are miracles that I have seen when I have prayed, Lord, all the wrong influences, I bind those in the name of Jesus and send laborers. And I'm praying for rain on the lives of these people, my friends, my family, various ones. Hallelujah. So, so pray for the rain. Ask ye of the Lord rain in the time of rain. Hallelujah. In that case, the latter rain. Let's look at, let's look at some of this. James 5, 7. So be patient. We saw that. Early and latter rain. Oh yeah, that's where we are. Rain continues to fall throughout the winter months. This rain is essential for the farmers to grow their precious crops. Now the last rains are in the spring and they're called Molkash. And I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Forgive me. I'm not a scholar, but I could read. I didn't say I could pronounce. I said I could read. Okay, I could try to read. Why are you being so specific? All right, Charles. But these, listen, these latter rains of the rainy season ripen the crops. Listen carefully. These are the rain, the buffer rain. These are the ones that ripen the crops. Hallelujah. And let me, let me just see what I have in my heart. These are things that start to bring things to fruition. I believe when I pray for people, uh, I pray that they would stand perfect and entire in all the will of God. I pray for people that, like, they have a lot of decisions to make. Like, am I going to go here? Am I going to go to the Lord? May they stand full and complete in all the will of God. And we could pray for rain to be, to be upon them for understanding. But really, rain, I I'm just so, I'm so moved about how important it is for us to thrive. We've got to have rain. We've got to have it. We cannot survive without the rain of the Spirit on our lives. So anyway, I told you what the early and the latter was about. Oh, there was a little, there's a little um, story about gardening at little, uh, the Times Gardener editor, Robert Smiles, and he says, uh, thank goodness for early rain last month's uh, make the fall gardening easier, so much easier. Anything already in the ground has one good soaking, and and for those who haven't started yet, the soil is wet and workable. So I believe that there is a way. For, if you think like, oh, these people will never turn, or this will never work out, these people, I believe in the rain of the Spirit. I believe in seed time and harvest, but I also re- believe in the rain of the Spirit to till that. Amen. But here, here we go. Zechariah 10, which you're very familiar with. These are not new concepts. These are just reminders of things to do. Look at Zechariah 10 and verse 1. Ask ye of the Lord rain in the time of the latter rain, so the Lord will make bright clouds and give them showers of rain to every one grass 
in the field. I like that. Lord, send the grass. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I need that grass in the field. Well, let's look, let's look at what it says in the Amplified Bible. Will you look at that with me? Ask of the Lord rain in the time of the latter rain or spring rain. It is the Lord who makes lightnings which usher in the rain and give who? It gives men showers and grass to everyone in the field. The last one I have is the Message Bible, and that is pray to God for rain. It's time for the rain. Huh. To God the rain maker, spring thunderstorm maker, the maker of grain and barley. So, ha ha, thank you, Father. We've been promised so many things about walking in the blessing of God. He says in Deuteronomy 28, you don't have to turn there. The Lord will open to you His good treasure. Deuteronomy 28, 12 through 13. That it'll have the, the bless all the work of your hand. You'll lend to many nations and so forth. But one of those things is that uh, He will open the heavens and give you rain. Rain. We need rain for our families. We need rain for our kids. We need rain for our wives. Our our, 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 your husband, those of you that are married. We need rain. We need rain on our businesses. We need God's Spirit to rain on us. Hallelujah. I like what it says in 1 Corinthians. Just some thoughts more on, on rain and on water. 1 Corinthians 3, 6, the New American Standard Bible says this. I planted, said Paul, Apollos watered, but God was causing the growth. And, and you see, there, there you have... Uh, an individual that wasn't the original, it wasn't the first person that presented the concept, but you know, it's so vital to be that water person. We're not doing the increase. Who's doing the increase? But what happens if we don't water? We're, we're, we're dropping the ball. We've got to make sure that we're watering the fields. Hallelujah. God gives increase. Look at some thoughts about, about watering other people. Proverbs 11.25. Just be, let the word speak for itself. Uh, Proverbs 11.25. The liberal soul shall be made fat, and he that watereth shall be watered also himself. So here's a thought. That's, that sounds like giving and receiving. Given it shall be given. I find myself oftentimes waking up <clears throat> from sleep, and I'm praying for people. Not praying for myself. I'm praying for folk. And, I'm, and sometimes I'm, we know some things, you know, uh, sometimes that, that, that uh, the public doesn't know. And it's just kind of private people's private pain. And I, and I just wake up and, and I find myself praying and, and I'm pleading with God at the throne of God. And I know you've done the same thing. Pleading, pleading to God, standing in the gap. And for a friend, standing in the gap for a situation, uh, some of you may, may have prayer assignments for the nation. Sometimes you may wake up in the middle of the night praying for, for, the, for the state of California. F follow that leading. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah. But, but here's a thought. Uh, you know, as you water uh, other people's gardens and other situations, you yourself will be watered. Praise the Lord. I like that. A generous, here's another version of that in the NIV. It says, a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. I like the Message Bible. The one who blesses others is abundantly blessed. Those who help others are helped. Amen. I think I'm going to see what else I can do. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. To make sure that you have an abundant flow 
of water. We're talking about the spirit of water in your life. There's certain things you need to do. Psalms 1 is such a great example of that. Now, you're either, when it's dry in the world, and you know it's dry, you've got to be moist. You've got to be one of those Christians that's dripping with the anointing of God, dripping with His presence. And so, we can't get away from things like Psalm 1. And it says in Psalm 1, uh, verse 1 through 3, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be how? He shall be like a tree planted by the what? Rivers of water. It's very interesting to me. Planted by the rivers of water. So look at this, the... Um, it's good to look at the symbolic value here. By meditating in the Word, it's equivalent to having a supply of water. Just remember that, because we're going to come back to that. And it says, He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth fruit in, brings forth fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. Hallelujah. I just want to say that you've got to, we've got to position ourselves by a water source. Water source, where you position yourself by water. Now, I, I haven't done a whole lot of study along the line of settlers, but I'll guarantee you if we were going to do survival techniques, one of the first things you need to look for is the supply of water. You're going to need to find a brook. You're going to need to find something because, you know, you can survive without food for quite some time. But if it's hot and you're exerting yourself, you won't last that long without water. We absolutely must have it. Somebody said amen. amen. And so and I, I, like, I like what it says in Isaiah 55, back to this thing about positioning yourself in a place where there's water. Give me some, let's ask some ideas of where you position yourself where there is water. Where can we, well, for one, the, remember those appointments that you have with God? That's like being watered. You go to the throne of God. You spend time in prayer, the water of the Holy Ghost on you in the morning. I don't know, how many people say you're morning people? How many are afternoon people? How many people are night people? You're more a night person. Cool. How many of you can kind of do all of them, kind of morning and night? I drive my wife nuts because you know what? I could be, I could get into this at, at five in the morning or four in the morning just as easily as, as one o'clock or twelve. I'm like, will you please go to sleep? So, okay, honey, I, I'm sorry. What were you doing? God speak to me. Just go to sleep. Talk about it in the morning. Hallelujah. I'm telling you. Hallelujah. Position yourself where there is water. So where is, where is places where there's water? Well, for one, if you go to a church that's full of the Word, you're positioning yourself where there are streams of water. When you position yourself in His presence, there's water there. There's a flow of His presence. Um, when you position yourself in His Word, there's a presence there. I want to read something about the Word of God because we, we just finished reading Psalm 1 and it talks about how the person that meditated in the Word of God, it would be like a person that was planted by a full supply, continuous, unfailing supply of water. Gotta have it kind of water. Look what it says in Isaiah 55, 6-11. Seek and inquire and require for the Lord while He may be found. And this is in the Amplified Version. 
Isaiah 55, 6 through 11. Oh, she's fast. Require of the Lord, require of the Lord while he may be found, claiming him by necessity and by right. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the up unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord and he will have love, pity, and mercy for him and to our God, for he will multiply to him his abundant pardon. Now, notice what he says. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways your ways, saith the Lord. For as, I love this portion of Scripture. I love the poetry in Scripture. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain and the snow come down from the heavens and return not there again, but what do they do? They water the earth and make it bring forth and do what? Sprout. That it may give what? Seed to the sower and what? Bread for the eater. So shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. I want to be right there when the word is coming out. We've got to be that kind of Christian. Be that Christian. Or you're going to be dry and everybody will know it. Be that Christian that's watching after what's coming out of his mouth. Because man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Not just any word, the word for you. One that's moist, one that's loaded. I like being loaded in God. I like to hear words like, water your seed. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, I will water my seed. I mean, what followed was a half hour of just declaring, well, we're going to talk about in a little bit, the things that says, well, how do I even water the seed? It just started to come out by the Holy Ghost, watering that seed. It was wonderful. It was a spiritual experience. But more than that, it was necessary because there are crops that might be hindered unless you water. Catch this. There are crops in your life that may be hindered Unless you water them. we got to water them. Hallelujah. So let's move right along. It says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, and so forth. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. As the rain, verse 10, and snow come down from the heavens, and return not there again, but water the earth, and make it bring forth and sprout, that it may give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It shall not return to me void, without producing any effect or useless. But it shall accomplish that which I please and purpose, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. And you know, uh, we're instructed, have the God kind of faith. Is that right? So if, if, if he said that when he's sending his thoughts and he's sending his words into the earth, it's like rain. It's like snow. It's like moist water coming down on your family. When you pray and you stand before God, you stand before, you stand before, between the devil and the curse of the law and you stand between your loved ones and you go like this and you begin to declare and say, and you begin to prophesy and you begin to call down the word of God. It's like water that will begin to not only hold back this one because the Lord will lift up a standard against him, but it's also he will prepare the way for these over here and, and paths are preserved for them. Praise God. Oh, I just get excited about praying for people, I tell you. So, so he says, so if his words that come down from the heavens... Right? If his words come down and they're like water on the earth, how about when he, in times of prayer, gives us a word from heaven and then we begin to declare it? 
And then we could have the same confidence. I think God is proud of us. When he says, that's my boy. That's my girl. When we begin to declare and say, and we say, so shall his word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It shall not return void. It's it's doing a job. But the devil tries to say, it ain't working. The grass is still brown there. We say, according to the law of seed time and harvest, I've sown the seed. I'm watering the seed. It has to happen. It absolutely has to happen. Well, the pain is still there. It has to happen. I believe I receive it right now. Oh, hallelujah. Like we need to constantly give glory to God because we live our life many times between the amen and the here it is. I am pressing for the, for the instantlies, for the right away, the straight way, and right now and immediatelys. I love those. How I many of you like those? I love those. I love those immediatelys. But a lot of times we're living between the amen of the prayer and the here it is. What are we going to do? We're going to water that like crazy. Hallelujah. And we're going to believe in the law that God has set into motion. We're going to believe in his sovereign work, in his sovereign word. So let, let's, let's water our seed, our ground and our land. Let's water our families. Let's water each other. And how do you do that? First, we do, can do it by asking for Holy Ghost rain. Whatever it is, we don't have to get so specific like, well, is this going to be the former one or the latter one? Just pray for rain. Pray for rain. So those hearts, those hard hearts, man, those hard hearts of those, 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 those kids that are in rebellion or re- the, wh- whoever they might be, wherever the confusion is, wherever the misunderstanding. How many of you have been, have been involved in a, in a situation relationally? It was so tight, it was like a knot. You couldn't even get a wedge in. It was like every time you open your mouth, you, it seems like it got worse. It's like, all right, we finally got to the place where I can't say nothing. That's a good time to walk in forgiveness, take your authority, and call for the rain to fall. I said, call for the rain to fall. Hallelujah. I believe in Holy Ghost rain. Praise God. There's a time, there's a time to speak. Oh, I like this. I like this. Thank you, Lord. There are some things we need to learn how to be astute and be led by the Spirit. Sometimes there, there are different tools in the toolbox that God would have us use. Are you listening to me? Sometimes people try to do by, by praise what they really be doing, should be doing by the unactive obedience. Sometimes people try to do with the Word when what they should do is by humility and by service. Like if he's calling you to do something, obedience is what's going to be the ticket. Not like, I'm going to put this offering and that's going to set me. No, we have to be obedient. Sometimes people try to, uh, how do I say this? They try to advance their crop or advance uh, an issue in their life and, and solve it with, with the, a tool that's not one that God told them to use. Let me see if I can say that more plainly. There are some things where Lord will have you praise your way through. All right, praise your way through. You're just gonna run up and down the hall, hallelujah hallway, and you're just gonna you're gonna water the situation with the presence of God, and He's gonna bring down His presence on that, and that's the ticket for that. There's other things where it's intercession, where you just, you know groanings, you know too deep to be uttered. You know those kind. It's, it's back to Romans chapter 8 where he says that we don't know how to pray as we ought, but the Holy Ghost knows what to pray. Yeah. And in some case, those are groanings. Yeah. 
that are too deep to be uttered, but he understands them. So, you know, just a thought, you know, as soon as Zion travailed, she brought forth her young. And I'm just saying, we, that's why we have to be sensitive to what does, how does God want us to pray? Or how does God, what does God want us to do in this situation? I mean, at one point it'd be laugh. Okay, all right, ha ha he he, this doesn't feel very funny, but ha 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 ha. And that's why, that's why we're so happy about this church. Because in this church, they're training us how to be led by the Spirit of God. Can I just be honest about it? Life is not one size fits all. Did I just say that? I'm going to come over here and say that again. See, Brother Emmanuel says, Brother Emmanuel, have you found out that life is not always one size fits all? That's amazing. Sometimes the best thing you could do is be quiet. I almost said shut up, but I won't say that. I'm serious. Ecclesiastes says, to everything there's a time and there's a season. There's a time to speak and there's a time to just be quiet. Let God work. There's a time to get in that prayer closet. And pray heaven down on earth. And call the rain down. Bind the devil. And nobody will see you. Nobody will hear you but God. Say that again Charles. It's just between you and God. And he that sees you in secret. Will reward you openly. I'm telling you. I love the, I love the adventure in God. So what's another way. I mean. <clears throat> hallelujah. In some cases, it's you're going to give your way out of this thing. You're going to forgive a debt or you're going to help someone else. An act of service will be the ticket. You will help someone else while you're in pain yourself. You are in pain, but you will go and you'll sow the seed of healing to somebody else. And you'll pray for somebody else and ta-da, they get healed and you still got this pain. But you sowed the seed in faith. Because you know, the word is so just the same. But it's amazing that he that watereth others shall himself be watered. I found out, why does God work that way? You go to Job and he says, but you know what? It says that when Job prayed for his friends, then it says in Job 40, then the Lord turned his captivity. That's after he prayed for his friends. Hallelujah. So you never, you never can tell. The Lord might have you pray for somebody else instead of being focused on yourself all the time. Follow the Spirit of God in your prayer time. Is this all right tonight? We're almost done. I won't hold you too much longer. So we'll, we can, we can uh, help to accommodate watering these areas of life by asking God for Holy Ghost rain. And I will, I will just say this, that, that there's some things that we have we don't have access to, like, maybe I'll better said this way. There's some things that are in people in high position, let's say government or something like this. There's some people that don't know who you are. You could stand outside with a picket sign all day long and they still won't know who you are. But really, it's better for you to just pray for the rain. <laughs> let God change some hearts. I said, let God change some hearts. Pray, pray for the rain in, in Hayward. Pray for the rain in Union City, Fremont. Pray for the rain, hallelujah, to fall. And you know, the Bible says that He causes the rain to fall on the wicked and the righteous. That's a good thing. That means not only are we dancing in the rain, mm-hmm, dancing in the rain, but also their hearts are being softened. <laughs> so that's a good thing. Oh, thank you, Lord. 
Let's see what else we got here. Speaking and declaring God's word over, over you know, different fields. That We saw that in Isaiah 55. We got that praying in the Holy Ghost over your seed. That, that's a good one. Sometimes I find myself praying over my seed, not really knowing what to pray, but just praying in the Holy Spirit. And I thank God for that because... There are, now sometimes he'll let us in. I, I like what, what the word talks about. Let him that prays also, let him interpret that he'll know what he says. Sometimes I just pray, and I, this is, I'm just going to let you in a little bit of my private life. I'll just be praying in the Holy Ghost, and I'll just be listening. Now, what's coming out there? Let's see, let's see, let's see what's coming out, what's coming out. Like one day I was, I was praying uh, quite a while ago, and this kept coming up, trade, trade, trade. I had no idea what this, this, what in the world this means, trade. I had no idea. You know, so I don't, don't try to drive it or try to interpret just, Lord, if you want me to know what this means, you tell me. But you know, I was praying and praying, trade, 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 trade. My wife might look at me like, boy, that, that boy needs help, trade. Oh my goodness. But then I find myself, I realize that months later, the United States is in trade negotiations with different countries, and this is kind of critical. I mean, it will affect the body of Christ, right? So I'm not, I'm not here to, to, to do a political thing, but I am here to say that if you follow the Holy Ghost, He may have you pray for things that are way beyond what you thought. Your little, hallelujah, your little prayer room can reach the other side of the world. Hallelujah. Your little prayer room will reach the other side of the world. Your little prayer room will reach Sacramento. Your little prayer room will reach wherever your rebellious kids are at, that dark corner. Your little prayers will reach in that hospital room. Your prayers will reach that church. Your prayers will reach that grandma. Hallelujah. I like that. Unlimited access in the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. And then, and then we said this again. This is the, the praying in the Holy Ghost. I like doing that. But the other one also, the fourth one was praising God, which we already talked about in Romans 4. So I'm going to go ahead and read that and we're going to finish. Is that all right? It's only about 830. I'm going to finish up right here with this scripture. Romans 4, 18 through 20 in the King James Version says this. Speaking of Abraham, who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken so shall thy what seed be and being not weak in faith he considered not his own body now dead when he was about a hundred years old neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief but he was strong in faith by doing what giving glory to God hallelujah is that you I said, is that you? And if it's not you, are you working on it? Are we trying to, are we trying to work on this thing? Hallelujah. Giving, let's give God some glory. Stand up. Let's give God some glory.